The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Colts Army, welcome to another episode of Colts Fans in Bills Land. I am Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me every single week, my good friend, my pal, my fellow survivor here in Bills Land while wearing Colts colors, Mr. Brandon Rogers. Brandon, happy, uh, h- how are you? We're, we're a week away from the draft, my man. How are you? How you feeling? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? I'm so excited. It's like, you know, waking up Christmas morning, knowing you got a nice brand new shiny toy underneath that Christmas tree. Woo! <laughs> oh, you sound fired up. You sound fired up. You wooed. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, heard, I heard enough woos last night with Ric Flair watching him uh, judge that slap fighting competition, slap boxing competition. So you might you might have to pump down on, on the... <laughs> On the woos and stuff, you might have to you Wait, might have to tone it down a bit. I, I think I misheard you. You you said Drip Flare, right? That's his name, Drip Flare, from now yeah. on. Yes, yes, it's exactly what I said. That is exactly what I said. Oi, vey, millennials, yeah. millennials. <laughs> uh, quick shout out. We do want to just, just say that, Triller is terrible, and they should never, uh, book boxing fights ever again. And probably never just do events again. You should fire. You should fire your 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 event coordinator. Um, y'all y'all should just not do stuff anymore. When you gotta wait, <laughs> I I wanna. I know this is completely off the rails, but I'm just so disturbed. I was here for we did a, like a little wings gaming last night, and uh, right here in our studio. And the last like four or five hours, we watched this event, and I couldn't take it anymore. It was terrible. <laughs> It was terrible. It put me to sleep. I had to. I had to tell everybody here at my studio that day. Hey, it's t- it's time to go home because it's it's almost midnight. I don't think Askren and, and Jake Paul didn't even fight. I'm like, it's time to go. This is Dookie. So Triller, screw you. Sounds like the last 20 years of Buffalo Bills football. Ooh, ooh, I like it. I like it. I think it's an incredibly fair comparison. Incredibly fair comparison. Uh all right, news this week. Another exciting one. <laughs> Another exciting one. Uh, the bill. Uh, oh God, I almost said the Bills. The Colts uh, signed. Well, actually, it would be extension. T.J. Carey. He's uh, he's 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 in a Colts uniform. Uh, one year, I think two million dollars is what we're looking at. I think that's what you said. But, man, I I don't know what's going on with signings this year. People are like literally getting paid nothing. I don't know if it's because of the COVID salary cap or whatnot, but guys are taking a lot less money than they used to. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of prove-it deals. I know the salary cap has been pinched quite a bit, but, um, yeah, we, we've gotten some very, very exciting deals. So, you know, obviously this year, looking back at our free agency, 
Uh, we thought we got, you know, Xavier Rhodes. We got a really good deal on him. I think T.Y. was the only one we were like, ooh, it's a little high. But other than that, there's been a lot of very team-friendly deals that have allowed you know players to kind of play. And uh, it puts the Colts in, I think it, we were talking a little bit about this before we went on the air, uh, puts the Colts in a very good, I think, comfortable position where uh, this upcoming draft, which we're going to talk about today, is uh, maybe cornerback is not in as high demand, at least for a immediate starter. No, for sure. You know, if we were to wait till next year and maybe use a first or a second on a corner, great. Uh, if we were to use maybe like a, a fourth, fifth, some kind of, you know, third day flyer this year on a corner, like, you know, kind of maybe, you know, be a little project. Sure. But we've got Marvell Tell coming back. He didn't yeah. play last year. He's a COVID opt out. Uh, we got Rocky Aston hopefully taking a big giant step in his development. Xavier Rhodes coming back. TJ Carey coming back. I'm a lot happier with the, the cornerback room now than I was three weeks ago before we signed Rhodes. So, you know, I... Again, I think now we just have to address the offensive line and defensive line this draft. Those should be where we invest heavily and early. Corner, I am I'm cool with at this moment. Yeah, yeah. No, with without a doubt. Like I'm like I said, it's not the best grouping of cornerbacks. Of course, we we want Rocky Scene to kind of grow into his own. That's you know, something Chris Ballard has talked about is giving these guys time to grow and, and become their full potential. Uh we're hoping for that. We got Xavier Rhodes back like we wanted. The Marvell Tell thing is something that completely slips my mind sometimes, but it's 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 absolutely huge. He was, you know, people were very excited about him and his future and and and, and what it could have been last year. So him coming back is a huge, you know, readdition to this team. I'm very excited. I'm very excited at the sentiment of what Dude, this quarterback room can do. And I completely forgot about the best corner on our team, freaking Kenny Moore. Like, that's that's how good he is. Oh, you just you know, he just takes up the spot, and it's just oh yeah yeah he's there. He's awesome. <laughs> wow, we're dumb. We are totally dumb. It is. <laughs> we are recording this on like a Sunday. It's still kind of early, um, for myself at least. But um, I mean, I'm already like two beers deep too. So it, uh, lawn work that'll yeah. do it to me. Oh, that'll you are such a dad now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So our cornerback room, we're very very comfortable with it. Uh, that's for sure. And yes, it does. I think take a little bit of edge off of what Chris Ballard has to do in this draft, not what he wants to do, what he has to do in this uh, in this upcoming draft. So that's what we're going to talk about really today is some of our target. You know, these target players that uh, you know we'd be okay with if Chris Ballard was you know going to decide to draft them. Uh, Brandon, we'll, I mean, we'll start off with you. We, you obviously said the offensive line, defensive line need um, need a lot of work. Who are some players that you are? I mean, I, we, I think you and I can agree that Ballard's probably going to move out of the 21 spot. But um, oh, right, yeah, I think it's 20. Right? I think it is it's 21. Happened. It is 21. Um, yep. You know, yep. If you were to draft there or some players that you're kind of looking, you know, we'll, we'll start off with that one. If there are some players that are. Uh, or if he does decide to draft there, who would you be interested in in, in picking up? I mean, I, I think the only way he doesn't, you know, drop back at all, for some unforsaken reason, uh, Minnesota passes on Christian Derisaw. He, he's probably my second favorite tackle in the in the whole draft. And you know, I know people have Rashawn Slater, you know, ranked ahead of him. I, I like. Like Derisaw better than Slater. I think he's just going to be, you know, he has more potential in my book. And then, of course, Penny Sewell is, is number one. Um, if Derisaw can somehow slip to 21, 
Ballard can't hand in that draft pick quicker. I honestly, I think he's going to be a monster, but I don't see him coming to us. If he did, that'd be fantastic. Um, and, and if he were to, you know, trade back with their so on the board, I, I might have to burn my, you know, Chris Ballard fan club membership, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I love Christian Derrissaw and he can end up uh, being in you know, a Colts uniform. That'd be tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Yeah, abso- absolutely. I, you think he, he would, no, he wouldn't trade to move up at all. You think, would he? No. Oh, that's God. God, no, no, no chance. Well, no, I, I don't know. You know, who would have thought that we'd be able to trade a one for, you know, DeForest Buckner last year? Right. You know, I never would have saw Ballard doing that. So who knows? But I, with, with us not having a third round pick this year, I don't see him moving up at all. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, if Derisaw fell to us, that'd be, that would be massive. That's probably my biggest thing. Because there's a lot of people who are, you know, I actually I think I've seen you get into a discussion with, with somebody about the offensive line being, um, you know, as important as it is to address and, and how bad we were, how bad we were when it came to, uh, you know, when we did not have Anthony Costanzo, you know, and if, yeah, if, if you can get one of these top end tight or excuse me, offensive linemen in this draft at 21, I think you have to take it. You, you absolutely have to take it when it, when it comes to that. I, I, I agree with the Christian Derrissaw, um, hundred percent agree with if Christian Derrissaw falls to take him. You know, I've seen a lot of people debating whether edge is a bigger need than offensive line. And I know that our, our offensive line is stacked. It's crazy. But left tackle is so important to our team. It's, you know, the, the protector of the quarterback. Yeah, the blind side. And trying to instill more confidence in wins should be like our number one priority this year. We can't do that with an edge defender. We have to do that with a left tackle. And I know left tackle is super deep this, this year. So I'd be happy with, you know, picking you know, round if, if we didn't get it there so at 21 i'd much rather use uh, use the 21 pick on a quitty pay um uh, jalen phillips one of those elite edge defenders because they're not deep in the second round but if there's a dare saw that falls in our lap uh, at 21 we get it like it, he's he's gonna be phenomenal and he'll be just like casanzo uh and be in a rock there for at least 10 plus years it's insane how good this guy is gonna be yeah i i mean who knows? Who knows? I mean, this is a pretty offensive-heavy draft, I think, uh, when it comes to wide receivers. I don't, I don't see foresee many running backs kind of going in um, up high, but uh, but there are a lot of offensive linemen too. And I mean, hey, you never, you really never know. Guys fall all the time. You know, you and I, maybe we could do a smear campaign where we get Christian Derrissaw. <laughs> one of us with a gas mask on his face. Mask. There we go. Gas mask and. <laughs> crystal meth or something i don't know um <laughs> let's try something we'll get him slandered so he falls right to the colts at 21 but i absolutely love that uh some of the i mean defensive end pieces too like oh man it's tough it's tough i mean there's a there's a quite a few edge rushers that are projected to kind of go high um you mentioned quitty pay if he you know kind of landed our way that would be great um, kind of interested in Jalen Phillips. That one doesn't seem oh, so, uh, huge. Doesn't seem so outside the box. He's like the third or fourth ranked uh, D end in this draft or at, you know, D end edge rush in this draft. I think that would be great. But I think knowing Chris Ballard, he's going to try and get one of those third round picks uh, back. I, I think we everybody's in a grand set. It wouldn't surprise us him him trading onto that spot. 
I think a lot of people are scared too at Jalen Phillips because of his concussion injury history. Like he yeah. retired from college football because of his injuries. Came back, you know, and then balled out for Miami. Hopefully, you know, that can be a big enough red flag to where maybe he does drop in the, the first half of the second round. Something that might be able to, to get in, in our line if we were to trade back at all. Yeah. Um, I would love to have him. He reminds me of Jason Taylor so much. Watching his tape gives me a boner. So, yeah, as long as, you know, I, I have protection, no one's, you know, no one's looking at my pants during Colts games. I would love to have him uh, <laughs> killing the quarterback as a Colt. <laughs> Yes. No, I, I most certainly agree. I'm looking at some of the other offensive line pieces and I, you know, there's offensive line at least, and, you know, that are potential. And I don't know, there's not too many. There's a huge drop off um, after Elijah Vera, or excuse me, after Tevin Jenkins. Uh, and, I, at, you know, I, I've heard good things about Elijah Vera Tucker and, and, and some of these other ones. I wonder if there are anybody that obviously their flexibility is going to play a huge part in whether they get drafted or not, too. But um, I'm certainly interested to see, you know, how, how much if he does reach at all, um, you know, for, for some of these guys. I think with every Chris Ballard pick, I've never felt like he reached for, him, which is like, is it? I think it's weird. Like Quentin, right? He did Quentin Nelson, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did Quentin Nelson. I was a little like, whoa, okay. Um, when he when he took that one, but obviously it made sense all in the end. Uh, but I've never, ever felt like uh, Chris Ballard has ever reached for a pick. And, you know, there, there's we, there's there's the top of the food chain for all of these positions, of course, offensive linemen. And then there's everybody else, essentially. So um, uh, I felt like he reached on Darius Leonard. Honestly, I didn't hear the guy, you know, for him to use such a high pick in the second round on uh, pretty much an unknown. People didn't have him getting drafted until about the fourth, fifth round sometimes. Right. We probably could have waited till the third round. but. Boy, am I glad we did. Am I glad we did. Who would have known what a stud he would have been? Chris Ballard did. So at this point, I mean, Chris Ballard could pick a, a punter in the second round. And all right, yeah, he knows what he's doing. I don't care. Like, I, I trust him. He'll be the best punter of all time if, if Chris Ballard picked him second. So who knows? I just, you know, he gets paid the big bucks for a reason. We're just sitting here on a Sunday speculating our butts off. So I, I'll give it to the man. He, he doesn't reach in my book anymore. Yes, he's a genius, and he's going to do better than anyone says. But hopefully some of these people that we're talking about get picked. Uh, Sam Cosme, the offensive tackle from Texas. I, I think he's going to go probably the late first, maybe even a mid-second round. Oh, yeah. He'll be a stud. He's huge. He kind of reminds me of Costanzo. He's a little more or you know, a little nastier, not as flexible. Yeah, six seven three oh nine. That's like, a big. That's a big boy. That's what. That's he's a- huge, huge. And then like, yeah, when watching tape, when he puts his paws on you, you're not going anywhere unless he wants you to go there. It's insane watching just small people. He, you know, him and uh, Big Q next to each other would be freaking nasty. I would oh. love it. Oh, there's not getting through that thing. That's a good, that's a, I like that. That's a good late round. That's a good like that. Yeah, you're probably like a second. I'm sure that, you know, somewhere in the second, if they wanted to, to get a guy like that, that's a that's a fantastic idea. There's I mean, there's some other big fellas, six, six, two ninety nine for Dylan Raddins. Um, you know, there's 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 quite a few of it. The thing that most impressed me, there's a lot of offensive linemen in the top 100. As far as I mean, rank, rankings go, as far as rankings go, and it doesn't really ever happen like that. So I think from a depth 
you know, and, and I think Ballard has done an okay job getting some depth for uh, for offensive line for the positions positions that the Colts need to address. But Sam Tevy, bro, Sam Tevy, that's her depth right now. Come on, <laughs> you don't mean that. I know you still don't mean <laughs> you still don't mean that at all. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Uh, <laughs> but no, there's 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 plenty for from a depth perspective for them to kind of get and fill and. Uh, like I'm really liking our odds here uh, as far as being able to uh, develop a, you know, and really have some compet- uh, some competitions here for, uh, you know, for these starting jobs. That's what you really want the most. You don't want a guy to just come in and be like, Hey, you're going to be our guy. You want, you want competition. And I think if Ballard, you know, plays chess, his, his version of chess correctly, I think we can get a couple depth position, you know, some depth picks here. Uh, to build, really get that offensive line where we need it to be. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we draft two, maybe, you know, not three, but probably two offensive linemen, you know, one to start for sure. Like one, Hey, like you were looking to have this guy start and then another to kind of push a, a Glowinski or a, a, a Tevi out of a job who knows, but definitely probably at least two offensive linemen can pick for us um, this year. In my, I mean, there, there's so many good ones out there. Why not try to, you know, stock the cupboard a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. As far as defensive, uh, I mean, we'll go address, you know, defensive end a little bit more. You did say it'd be wonderful if a guy like Quiddy Pay came to us. Uh, I did mention Jalen Phillips would be cool. Uh, is there anybody else that's really, uh, that, that's, that's, you're like, oh, okay. I'd like to have these guys and it would be maybe, maybe appropriate at 21 or maybe a, a, a perhaps second round pick. Yeah, I mean, if we were to uh, maybe go offensive lineman first round uh, or, or kind of, you know, trade back into the and get maybe a couple more second round picks, uh, there's a guy, Peyton Turner out of Houston, who'd be a great round two pick. I think he's that second tier of edge rush that's going to be, you know, starting to get knocked. He's he's a bigger guy for a uh, for an edge rusher. I mean, he, he just doesn't stop moving and until the whistle blows. He is like going at you full bore constantly pounding away trying to get to the quarterback you know he, he's not as flexible and bendy as uh as ballard likes him to be but he kind of reminds me of haloti not but doesn't do anything real fancy and you know he can get a couple snacks for us i think he, he would be great um as that round two you know it's someone that you're not going to have you know super high hopes not a double digit sack guy but he can go in there and, and rush the passer. So I think he'd be great, like a second-round pick, third-round pick. Which is, which is all, I mean, really what we're looking for. We, I think we've talked about before, this day and age with mobile quarterbacks, you got to have those edge rushers who can create, you know, lanes for your, I guess, your linebackers and, and just really shut stuff down. I mean, that's how, that's how we beat Patrick Mahomes. That's how you beat Josh Allen. That's how you beat the Russell Wilsons of the world and some of these other mobile-esque quarterbacks. So, this edge rusher position is going to be very, very. Wait, important. you're talking about quarterbacks? What's that? And he's Josh Allen. That's weird. I I wouldn't put him as a quarterback, but you know who knows. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a running back. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, bum, bum. Oh, Josh Allen looks good in shorts. Uh, weirdos. <laughs> weirdos. Yeah, I mean, it's because right. I, I, Baylor really hasn't touched edge rusher a whole lot. And, well, he hasn't done a whole lot in free agency, but um, 
edge rush really hasn't been one of his primary uh you know things so that I can kind of see them going edge rush for it's it's so tricky where I feel like good the best edge rushers are are you know there, there's there's a decent mix but the offensive line there's more depth I'm really trying to think yeah I would for. definitely go offensive line second round and try and beef up that defensive line you know first but he's probably gonna trade back so who knows who knows yeah like I said, we'll probably get. There's a good chance two picks in the, you know, maybe two picks in the second, maybe you, have, you know, an extra pick in the second, one in the third, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it just makes sense that way. Our offense was fine last year. I, I, I well, it was pretty good. It was serviceable. I think we can all agree with that. It was it was good enough oh. to to win games. You know, and until we know what we've got with Carson Wentz, I don't want to invest too heavily in the offense. You know, he could come out and ball out. We, we may not need to invest more in the offense. He could be what he was beforehand. You know, we've got a great run game. We just need to protect the quarterback. I say left tackle, maybe a move tight end, you know, maybe a dynamic wide receiver. Just, you know, insurance policy for, you know, Paris Campbell who I think is going to be fully healthy all year long and ball out. I hope so. But besides that, I think we defensive line and offensive line and then secondary. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many pieces that we, we have so many good pieces, but then there's so many pieces where I'm like, ah, oh, well, I, we could just use this or we could get a little more of this and this. And that's why I'm not a GM folks. Like it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. What, what it takes you get, you know, seven picks, you know, uh, and you, you get so there's so many options and so many critics tell me what to do and how to do it. It's insane. I don't envy him for his job at all. No, no, not this, especially our fan base, too. We're uh, <laughs> tell me about it. Oh, my God. So are there any uh, positions you'd be absolutely surprised about if Chris Baller went and drafted somebody at uh, any positions, you know, uh, one where we think we're we're kind of OK at that would be like, whoa. You know, why would you do that? Is there any anything like that for you? Uh, I think the two right off the bat would be, well, I mean, besides kicker puncher, because I don't think we've ever drafted a kicker or a punter. <laughs> we just signed them on the we, street. Yeah, Blankenship was free, uh, undrafted, right? Or was he? Yep, yep, yep. He was undrafted. Um, quarterback only because we've got Eason and we just got Wentz, so I don't see us drafting a quarterback at right. all. And um, running back, I mean, our running back room is stacked at this point with Naheem and, and Taylor and Matt coming back. And we still got Wilkins and, you know, I just there's so many bodies out there that we can sign, get off the street in case we do need it. I don't see us investing draft capital, but who knows? I didn't think we'd take a running back in the second round last year and look what happened. So I think we're really at the, the point where we're just going to draft the best player available and have yeah. them push for depth. Yeah, which is a good problem to have. It's it's honestly it's been a little while since we've kind of had that. Uh, I wonder if he's going to try and get at any help for wide receiver though. I know we were out, we were hoping for Paris Campbell to be healthy, but I do wonder if he's going to try and, and get anybody late rounds. I mean, obviously he's not going to get one of the top end ones, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if we see like a fourth or fifth round wide receiver probably getting picked up. Uh, just a little something to sprinkle on, you know, with with, with everything spark some interest. I think so. Yeah, well, you know, with T.Y., you know, probably being his last year, um, there's a guy out of North Carolina, uh, Deami Brown. 
kind of reminds me of T.Y. He was probably going to go like the third, fourth round. Uh, big play. Vertical threat all day long. Undersized. Uh, but he can open things up for Campbell in the run game underneath. Again, you know, it's feast or famine with this guy. It's either a long touchdown. T.Y. was. And then, you know, T.Y. started ending up getting like more first downs and whatnot. I, I could see us definitely getting a wide receiver. I don't think there's been a year where you know, Chris Ballard hasn't drafted a wide receiver. So I see us definitely trying at least one guy out. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's probably it not going to be a high end, but. Yeah. It hasn't been as strong. That hasn't been like a strong suit was drafting wide receivers, I don't think. Well, the potential. Dude, I... well, well, no. Yeah, I mean... Pittman last year, excuse me, but, you know, they're. Yeah. But the potential has always been there, but unfortunately they haven't, like, it. It's been hard. I know what this is fourth draft. I think it is. And uh, I think it's his fourth draft. And, uh, and, you know, wide receivers every year. I think, I mean, obviously Pittman's probably the biggest one that's, it's really happened. You know, that's really happened, but he still kind of has to prove it a little bit, but wide receiver hasn't been a specialty. I wonder if it's a, um, it's always interesting to to kind of see that because I feel like he's hitting on just every, I mean, quarterback, not really yet, but, he hasn't really had an opportunity to drop uh, draft the top end court quarterback, but everything else, I think he's done a fairly good job of doing, but the wide receiver drafting at the wide wide receiver position kind of concerns me a little bit. Uh, you know, I think Campbell's going to be good. He's shown flashes when he's healthy, but he's had some freak injuries, you know, no fault of his own. It's not that he's fragile or, you know, not durable at all. He literally got speared in the knee. Sorry. Anyone gets speared in the kneecap. You're going to you know, break your leg. It's just what happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think Campbell's there. Um, I think Pittman's going to be a stud. And then besides that, he hasn't really used a lot of, you know, uh, draft capital for a wide receiver. I'm a little more concerned about his, you know, his pass rusher um, uh, drafting skills. Like, his, I don't know what it is, but, you know, Benagao, he hasn't done well for us. Um Taekwon Lewis, I, I, I don't, I, the, the potential is there. He just hasn't played well for us. Um, Kamoko Ture, again, he, he showed some flashes, but he has been uh, great. And he had that stupid offsides penalty in the playoff game that I'll always hold against him forever and ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I just, I haven't seen the, the potential with his, you know, pass rushing uh, drafting skills than they have, you know, his linebacker. He, he picks great linebackers. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, he's a he's a great GM, but he just hasn't proved to me when it comes to drafting a pass rusher yet. Hopefully this is the year all that changes. And hopefully he he's listening to this. He knows I'm questioning your authority when it comes to pass rusher. So you should probably use your first round pick on Jalen Phillips or Quinn Pay. Please. Please do that, Chris Ballard. Please do that. Uh, what else do you, uh, are there any other prospects you want to kind of acknowledge, uh, that you're, you're looking at for, uh, for this upcoming draft that you'd be, you'd be satisfied with? There's one guy I'll be screaming at the hilltops. I will get his Jersey the second day, uh, that he's a, a Colt. Uh, he's a safety out of LSU, Jacoby Stevens. Uh, he's probably going to go in like the uh, round three to five. You know, he's a, a hybrid. He's a big safety. He'd be like an undersized linebacker. He's so fast. I mean, he could sack the quarterback. He could stop the run. He could, you know, pick the ball off. Man coverage isn't that great. Kind of reminds me of Jamal Adams, where you kind of get lost sometimes, you know, chasing around these wide receivers. But you put him in a spot, you have him ball hawk, 
you have him attack the quarterback, you have him attack the running back, now you put him in the box. He's a big guy, a big body. Um, he's also a senior bowl player. I know you know Ballard loves watching people, or, you know, players that played in the senior bowl. He's a great leader, uh, great on and off the field. I think he screams Colt. I know that he's met with them a couple of times and you know had really good uh, chemistry. I swear, if Jacoby Stevens can play that third safety spot, you put him, Blackman, Kerry Willis on the field at the same time, shit's going to pop up, and it's going to be great. So, yeah, I would love to have Jacoby Stevens as a Colt. All right. Very good. Very good. Book it! Book it! Go forward. Make it happen. Make it happen, Chris Ballard. Make it happen, Chris Ballard. Uh, that's pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much it for this, this week's episode, everybody. Again, this is, we're just kind of short filler stuff. Um, you know, over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be draft recap, really looking at the players that Chris Ballard selects, uh, schedule, like looking, breaking down the schedule release when that, I mean, that inevitably, ha- inevitably happens. I think it usually happens in April around this time. I, maybe they're doing it early May, but uh, I think this- it's the week after the draft they're doing it. Okay. All right, so that's going to be something we're going to be doing. Um, but most definitely, these are all players that, I mean, Brandon obviously did his homework very well. Uh, these are guys want to play, you know, would love to have as Indianapolis Colts. You know, I, I mentioned a few myself, and, uh, and and that is it for this episode. Brandon, why don't you, uh, why don't you take us home the, uh, the, the, the very special Brandon Rogers way? Well, yeah, we got draft night approaching. And you see just all the potential in these stars, the, the, these kids that have worked so hard, so hard to become a pro, you know, from being a, a pop Warner football to modify to, to JV to varsity to, to get, you know, going to your, getting recruited by all these colleges and going to, you know, your favorite college that you picked, you get the choice of picking your favorite college. You go to that college, you ball out for your three, four years, whatnot, and you can make it to, to, to draft day. And, you know, this is what you've been dreaming of the entire time. You know, I can't wait to go to the NFL. I'm going to just be a great pro. And then what happens is you get drafted by the Buffalo freaking Bills. You got to go spend your life in Western New York with snow and stupid drunk fans, a shitty fan base, a shitty stadium. And then you kind of want to just leave forever and never play football ever again. I, I'm sorry. So, you know, anyone that the Bills draft should probably just retire on the spot and say uh-uh, not for me not not doing it i'll go play baseball pull a john elway you know pull a john kelly pull a Vontae Did Jim kelly not want to play yeah Vontae davis hey dog uh-uh, ain't for me dog uh-uh, i gotta go dog <laughs> it's a young man's game <laughs> <laughs> so you know i feel for the guys you know good luck on draft night i hope you go to a team that's not the buffalo bills because they're absolutely horrible dog shit and they're never going to win a Super Bowl. So, sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> Bills fans everywhere listen to this and like, sorry about your luck, bitch. They're, that's how they're replying to us. Uh, I, I don't keep you keep his name out of your mouth. You keep his name out your mouth. Bills fans, don't you dare. Don't. Don't you do it. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's about it for this episode. Uh, next week, I think, uh, sometime this week, next week, uh, processing the process, we'll, myself and Brandon will be doing a uh, 
a mock draft with process, processing the process, which is a fellow show here on the network, uh, BICBP-radio.com. And uh, make sure you go check it out. Brandon is mock drafting for the Colts. I'll be mock drafting for the Browns and Jets. Woot, woot. Uh, make sure you guys tune in for, for, uh, for that when that releases. So thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next time right here on Colts fans and Bills land.